Surely it is in the power of Christ that we do stand. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our coming Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That portion of God's word for our encouragement during this busy season is taken from our Old Testament reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, the first two verses. I'll share them once again. Come. All you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the riches, richest of fare. A Christian's Christmas checklist undoubtedly includes going shopping. I mean, shopping is in full swing. How's your Christmas shopping going? Well, some of you, I see a little smile on your face and you look all calm and contented. Obviously, you're finished. But I see a few frowns there. And you were hoping to go to church to forget about the shopping, right? And facing all those maddening crowds and and trying to find a place to park at the malls. Well, in a way, Isaiah is talking about that same kind of going to a mall, an outdoor mall, though, on shopping day. See, for them, getting all the necessary supplies on Friday for the Sabbath day or for those three very special festival services, was like going to some crowded mall where there's all kinds of people in the way. How many of you came and visited uh, the Bethlehem set up before going to the live nativity? Raise your hand. How many of you enjoyed it? Clap your hand. Wonderful, wonderful experience to, to see. Part, hopefully part of your present, past for a couple of years, and future memories of Christmas. Worth going and fighting all that maddening crowd for shopping, right? Okay, maybe not, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And that was true in the reading from Isaiah. Some things essential for in life needed to be procured for God's people and all people needed to go shopping. So let's join them today. Go shopping without the means to buy. As you pass, try to rush past the mass of people at the mall, you end up going by all these vendors, you know, that are in the middle of the walkway. Do you ever think of how much room we'd have to walk if they weren't there? And then, of course, you try to ignore, you know, what they're trying to sell, right? Check out this new cell phone. Oh, do you need a back massage? You know, get your 2014 calendars here. See, Isaiah speaks of one particular vendor, one who is especially tantalizing, it seems, and has a huge crowd around. Let's see if we can get a little closer. He seems to be saying, Come. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. All who are thirsty, well, we all get thirsty, right? I had a couple sips of water before I came up. Um, Come, 
When you're thirsty, what do you like to drink? Sorry, no Mountain Dew here, no Pepsi, no Coke. But I guess, as they say, there's nothing better for us than good old H2O. Listen some more. The vendor is shouting again, come. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. No wonder the crowd is getting so large. Some kind of special offer here. You don't need to get money to buy the essentials for life. This is getting better all the time. Listen, because the deal gets better and better yet. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. See, now he's talking about the good stuff, right? Not just bread and water, but milk and wine. Um, for nothing. Aha! Then you remember. When a deal seems too good to be true, usually it isn't, right? Did you cop any of those great deals this Christmas season yet? Maybe online, right? It comes on your computer and, and you can't pass it up. And you get caught. Well, what do you do? Well, you need to be careful. Look more closely. Look at who's making the offer. You know, check out their track record. Let's do that. Okay, who is this character Isaiah anyway? Who does he represent? Aha. And if you're reading in the Bible, you would notice that we go, we changed uh, the the form of the writing. Now we're in poetry. And you understand that poetry has all kinds of symbolism in there. So we have to watch for that also. Who is Isaiah? Isaiah is a spokesman, a prophet, if you will, for God. In the Hebrew, Elohim. For the Lord, capitalized Yahweh. Not bad credentials. You know, God, the one who created everything. All the bread and the water and the milk and the wine. And the animals and the grapes and everything that it took to have those things. God, the one who is, you know, richer than rich, right? He owns everything. Lord, Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious, forgiving, yet just God. Okay, so much for checking out the vendor. What's he selling? I mean, I mean... What's he giving away here? What need is he trying to fulfill? Poetry, symbolism. It's ours and the world's spiritual needs. Do you feel the need? Are you and we and others thirsty for what God offers? I guess they, they say that you can ignore the signs of dehydration and malnutrition until it's too late and you faint? Well, do we feel our need for God's spiritual gifts? Oh, we know what they are, right? Uh, at least in our mind. Uh, we need that forgiveness and removal of guilt and punishment and, and all of those kinds of things. We've, we've heard that before. What's your need on this day? See, at one time we were totally spiritually dehydrated at birth. Still today, sin and death make us weary and thirsty for God's blessings. In danger, if you will, of fainting spiritually. 
perhaps it is good that we have a reminder of our need for spiritual food so we don't think that, you know, missing a church service here or there on a given Sunday, or, or think that, you know, those Advent services, it sounds like a really nice idea, but, oh, and Lenten service, but, you know, Wednesday and Thursday nights, pretty busy for me. No, you're not going to die spiritually for missing a meal or two. But you may become weaker, a little more spiritually dehydrated, spiritually malnourished. Maybe we need something to help us remember. Sort of like what happened one evening at a Cronenbush outing at um, Carl's Jr.'s slash Green Burrito. We were there, and I'm always the last in line, you know, and uh, they all order what they want, and I order what I want, you know, and then you, you know, reach, reach into your pocket, um, get the old um, uh, debit card out, right, and you slide it through the machine, and the person says, uh, could you slide it through again? And then you check to make sure you have the strip, right? Well, this happens to you, too, don't laugh. <laughs> right, they may have this, this, on the right place, you don't know the right speed. You slide it through again, he says, I- I'm sorry, there must be something wrong with the card. And I thought, yeah, something wrong with your machine. <laughs> so I go outside, and I go to this other business, and I say, you know, like, I need some money for the, the uh, meal over there. My card didn't work in their machine, so I slid it through two times. It didn't work there either. Hello? <laughs> No money, no get food. So I thought, oh, what am I going to do? So I, I got in the car and I, I drove uh, home and I thought, oh man, where's the money? Where's the money? I couldn't find any money around. And then it came to me. Uh, grand, our, uh, the grandmothers always give our girls $2 bills for their birthday. <laughs> and nobody spends them, right? I mean, you just put them in your, in your dresser drawer. So I was rummaging through their dresser drawers until I got enough $2 bills to pay. Okay, a little embarrassing, yeah, but, you know, that, that's life, that's sometimes. But it, it um, had an effect on the girls in our family. I didn't realize that it'd be that traumatic. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, till this day, one of them, every, if they're home, when we go out to eat, the, this girl asks, our daughter asks, Dad, do you have any money? <laughs> and she brings them along because they don't. Uh, You know, God has a fervent desire to dispense, you know, the spiritual food to us that we so desperately need. But obviously, you know, sometimes we need to realize that we, like the father in the Cronenbush family, spiritual debit card, at least on our own, is going to be empty. No matter what we do, no matter how we act, no matter how we talk, doesn't change that debit card. That's okay, because God can do that very easily. God's products are unique, and they're different, and they're free. A Christian's Christmas checklist, go shopping with unexpected methods. Beware, there are others in the marketplace enticing you to spend on gifts that will never satisfy. Isaiah writes, why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? See, sin dehydrates everyone. Satan and the evil world offer drinks that, and food that they, spiritual food and drink, that they say will satisfy, will make you happy, wealthy, and wise. And for a moment, it might seem that way. 
but they always leave a very bitter aftertaste. See, the devil's bread is just an illusion. It may seem to feed us, but that only lasts a very short time in this life and leads to hell in the next. Yet, we are tempted, right, to labor for these kinds of things that can't satisfy, that will never satisfy, especially at this time of the year. It's always interesting to me to uh, see people who line up before some uh, department store opens up because of some great deal, you know. I'm not talking about the fanatics that stay a couple days in tents. I'm talking about the normal people like us, right? Well, okay, so I'll go a half hour early and stand there amongst the, the, these people so I can get in there and get it. But then I see them coming in, you know, five, ten minutes late for church. Um, always strikes me as, as interesting. Priorities, uh, time uh, management, and those kinds of things for what is really important in this life. Go shopping with unexpected method. Now, there are, are, are some of us, I mean, some people who like to give gifts at Christmas time that may even have come from local thrift shops. But that's nothing compared to God's unique giving method. Isaiah tells and encourages us to listen. He says, Listen, listen to me. First of all, listen to what the gift is. This is not Isaiah 1, this is Isaiah. 55. He spent over 50 chapters sharing again and again the examples where God's people desperately need that spiritual food. They'd fall away, and God would bring them back. And that same kind of a story can be true about us. But those 50 chapters also reminded, remind us of the wonderful gifts that God has and how those gifts are paid for. God's gifts are without cost. I mean, as far as those receiving the gifts, cost for God, though, is uncountable. God's spiritual gift program is greater than any of these fine um, firemen and, and policemen and all the people giving gifts of, of food and toys at Christmas time. I mean, they're, they're great, but they cannot compare. See, this gift-giving begins... Uh, in earnest, right, when God sent his son, Jesus, to take on human flesh so he could feed those with human flesh. See, Isaiah foretold this birth and who it would come to. And then in the 53rd chapter, he so accurately foretells how this gift and these gifts are paid for by Jesus suffering on the cross. And he did that to buy spiritual food and spiritual drink for the entire world, and including each one of us. See, Jesus' life and, and death paid for our spiritual dehydration and hunger. He paid for our sins. He bought us out of hell. And he gave us a spiritual gift card that's maybe sort of like these gift cards, you know. Here's one for Knob Hill. They are... Preloaded, right? So the money is already on there when you, you take it to, to the store. And maybe you could say it's a Calvary Hill gift card rather than a Knob Hill gift card. But Christ loaded this up by his perfect life. 
and by his innocent death. And his resurrection was his assurance that, hey, it, 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 it's, it's paid in full. You can trust it. You can count on it. And this gift card, this spiritual gift card, is given to us when the Holy Spirit brings us to faith. Preloaded. This spiritual gift card is, is free to us. But don't forget what it costs Jesus. And thankfully, this gift card never stops giving because we never stop sinning. Listen. Listen to me, Jesus says. He says, I, I love you, and I lived for you, and I died for you, and I rose again so that you can be sure this gift card will always be good, no matter where you go and where you live. And this gift card gets refilled every time you hear the gospel message. When you come here to, to church, when you go to Bible study, when you open your Bible at home or, or read it uh, on, on the bus or the light rail when you're going to, to work. And you know, there, there's no greater joy than having a gift card than giving a gift card. Do you know some that need the spiritual gifts that God has given to us? Invite them. Bring them to one of the many Christmas Eve services. If they have a child, bring that child next year to, to Christmas for kids. Did you tell them if you went to the, the live nativity? If not, tell them, right? Kind of wet their whistle for what next year live nativity could be like so they'll want to come when you invite them. Perhaps even help set it up. I mean, be a part of it or help clean up afterwards so others can receive the wonderful message of what Jesus has done for them. Invite them to go along with you to God's food truck. And eat what is good, and you will delight in the riches of fairs. When the pumpkins and the Christmas trees are gone from the light rail station up here in Blossom Hill, one day a week there will be food trucks lined up there. And what a great variety of food that they have. And you can tell which ones seemingly are the best ones, right? Because they got the longest line, and you have to wait there. See, God's food truck, the Bible, has prepared and is offering the richest affairs. And the price is fantastic. It's free. And the spiritual nutrition value is out of this world. He invites you, come, eat up. Read the menu. Oh, and by the way, make sure you line up for today's uh, special, Holy Communion. In which Jesus is offering his body and blood, bread and wine, so that you can be spiritually hydrated, so you can know that your sins are forgiven, and be assured of that promise of salvation. Come on, let's go shopping. Come, all you of you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money, without cost. Amen.